Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. On May 23rd... I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus. Let's preview the NFC South next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Adam Azer. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to go around the NFL previewing every division. We're going to give you, you know, quick little five-minute previews, so we're not going to get everything. But what we want to do is maybe try to pick a division winner, go through the biggest question for each division, and then we'll give you a sleeper, a breakout, and a bust for each division. And today, as I said, we're talking with, about the NFC South, which is not the best division in the NFL. I think uncharitable folks might say it's the worst division in the NFL. And certainly from a fantasy perspective, there's not a ton to be excited about. I'm picking the Falcons to win this division, but I don't feel particularly confident. And I mean, we had a, a sub 500 division winner in the NFC South last year. I think the saints are also a contender. I can't really see the Panthers or Buccaneers winning the division. What do you think, Adam? I could see the Buccaneers winning the division. They do have a lot of experience on defense. I can't see the Panthers doing it. I'm going to take the Saints, though. Understand the Falcons are certainly going to be a trendy pick, and mm-hmm. that's the team I initially was leaning toward. But I, I, I do like Derek Carr. I think he's an upgrade over Desmond Ritter. So in that regard, I'm going to go with the Saints. Yeah, I'd be surprised if we had like an 11 win division winner out of the NFC South. And we'll move on to the biggest question for the division. And for me, it's just how much do the Falcons throw? You know, last season, they were the second lowest pass volume offense in the NFL, 415 passes. However, 115 of those 415 came in just the four games that Desmond Ritter started. Now, 28.8 pass attempts per game is not very much in the modern NFL, but it would put them more in like the high 20s in terms of their pass rank. And that's probably enough for Drake London and Kyle Pitts to have, you know, the at least minor breakouts that we're hoping for. But if this is a 25 uh, pass attempt per game team, it's going to be pretty hard for those guys to live up to expectations. What do you think? Yeah, it it is huge. It really is huge. It it makes me lean more towards Kyle Pitts than Drake London Mm -hmm. because at the tight end position. Obviously, the standards are much lower. And if they're going to sort of split targets and have similar receiving production, I don't know why you would take Drake London, who's actually going earlier than Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, uh, I think it's it's enormous. I think the the success of Desmond Ritter could really impact fantasy in a huge way because London and Pitts have the talent and the potential to have massive seasons. But I'm going to be a little bit cautious with them, and I'm going to lean toward uh, Pitts at ADP. Give me your favorite sleeper from the NFC South. So there are two of them, really. So Lave and London, right? Or, oh, sleeper. I'm sorry. I'm doing breakouts. My bad. Sleeper would be Carolina rookie wide receiver Jonathan Mingo. Sure. Get him really late. 
Uh, there was a time just three years ago, the 2020 NFL draft, where we had a quarterback go number one overall and then a rookie wide receiver go early in the first in the second round. That was T. Higgins. He was the first pick of the second round. Mingo was like the 10th pick of the second round. But, you know, it's different prospect levels, but you could see the same type of result because Higgins was awesome until Joe Burrow's injury that year. So I, I think Mingo takes over as the number one wide receiver, and he's a good sleeper uh, for Bryce Young and for fantasy managers. And Chris, sorry, my breakout. Olave Olave and London for me, Uh, you know, I I think Olave for sure. I just love him Mm -hmm. to a lesser degree. I I think try to get one of them if you can. I don't know about both because London, there's a bit of a premium. uh, Yeah, that's the problem. Like you mentioned earlier, London's going in NFC drafts right now. It's early July. He's going about a round and a half ahead of Kyle Pitts and. I guess it's because he was really, really good in those four games with Desmond Ritter. The problem was, if you take those four games away, he averaged 41 yards per game. Kyle Pitts was at 36 last year, so there really wasn't much of a difference. And obviously, we didn't get to see Kyle Pitts with Desmond Ritter, so we don't know what that would look like. But in in a vacuum, I like Drake London, just not necessarily you know, in, in terms of what he costs and what he's likely to give you. Uh, who's a bust from this division? So I'm going to go with Mike Evans, even though his ADP is is pretty low. He's around seven pick right now, but he's right after Kyle Pitts, uh, before Traylon Burks, before James Conner, but before Darren Waller. Um, you know, so some some younger players with some not Waller, but uh, but Burks, for example, Kadarius mm-hmm. Tony, some players with some bigger upside. Jordan Addison. I just don't see how Mike Evans has a, a really meaningful, impactful fantasy season. Could he get to a thousand yards? Again, sure, maybe seven touchdowns, something like that. I don't see consistent production from him. Uh, I don't see huge target volume. Like Godwin's going to lead the team in target. So I just, I'm out on Evans. Yeah, th- this is one where Tampa Bay, obviously losing Tom Brady. They were the pass heaviest offense in the NFL last season. One of the pass heaviest in NFL history. And Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were both good, but not exactly elite in that circumstance. And then now the circumstance with either Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask likely to be much, much worse. I can see, like you said, a situation where Mike Evans end of year numbers, like he's like wide receiver 24 overall, but the path to get there is like four big games and he's basically useless the rest of the way. Maybe like Adam Thielen uh, in 2020 when he scored a bunch of touchdowns still, but wasn't particularly good. Otherwise, I think something like that, but even worse uh, for Mike Evans, where, you know, if you get 50 yards in a game from him, that's probably a pretty good outcome. So I don't think it's going to be particularly pretty for Mike Evans this season. I agree with that. And that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll be back tomorrow to continue previewing the divisions. We'll have the NFC West for you tomorrow. See you then. moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.